The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. We are breaking down week two of the fantasy football season and the NFL season. How about that? Welcome to the show. It is Thursday. we got a live stream for you tonight. Tell you more about that later, but we'll help you set your lineups. And today we knock out eight AFC home games. Kansas City at Jacksonville, Baltimore at Cincinnati, Indianapolis at Houston, Chargers at Titans, Washington at Denver, Miami at New England, Cleveland at Pittsburgh, and Las Vegas at Buffalo. It's Adam Azer, Heath Cummings, and Jamie Eisenberg here. You guys uh, still have any undefeated teams left? Uh, yes. All right. 14 of them. 14 of them. 14? The, the, wow, that's well, a good week for you. I extended my, ID, my IDP undefeated streak. Good for you. I extended my IDP losing streak. Same here. <laughs> I got, whoa, Chris Harris. Chris Harris took it out on me. He said, you think you're going to plant your flag? I'm going to throw up 190 <laughs> points on you. Well, it couldn't have been worse than me because I had the, the first waiver claim. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I had an okay week, but not a Chris Harris week. Anyway, um, let's talk about week two in the AFC home games. But before, you know, we'll do players we love, which is the entire slate here. I don't know. This, this week, this, uh, this is an interesting slate, these eight games. Got some really good games, but I don't know. Like, uh, uh, I'm not sure there are a lot of tough decisions. We'll, we'll find some. We'll find some. I, I should, underselling the show a little bit. D- Jamie, who do we love this week? Who's our start of the week? Jared Goff, uh, top 10 quarterback for me. Um, love, 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 love Jared Goff at home. Uh, last year, he averaged over 26 fantasy points per game at home, including a whopping 41.2 point game against these Seattle Seahawks in week number four. And so he likes to be in his own building. And as we saw last week, Seattle's defense allowed over 300, 330 yards passing to the great Matthew Stafford. Uh, so I think Jared Goff's going to have some home cooking against this Seahawks defense. I'm really worried about Seattle offensively and defensively with the offensive line concerns and just their defense looking as poorly as it did last week. But I think Jared Goff goes nuts in home at home in week two. Heath, who do you love? 
DeAndre Hopkins, let's stick with the veterans. I, I loved his uh, 40% target share in week one, showing he's still an alpha. And yeah, they said Ryan Tannehill threw it to, to him too much. That's right. He should only have a 30% target share. We saw Tyreek Hill just put up over 200 yards on this Chargers defense. I don't see any way that the Titans slow down the Chargers enough to where they can go super run heavy. I like Hopkins as a top 10 wide receiver this week. Yeah, you don't know what to make of that first game for the Chargers because they faced Tyreek Hill and he just went nuts. But last year, they had a big problem with the big play. They gave up a lot of big pass plays. And in week one, they gave up more big pass plays than than any other team. So that that did carry over. So Hopkins and Goff, we love. Who are we avoiding, Heath? This is going to put me on an island, I'm afraid. But um, I... I am scared of Brees Hall in week two against the Dallas Cowboys. Like I love the efficiency. I feel like a fool for not drafting him, for saying don't draft him until round five or round six. But I do think in week two, it's still likely that Dalvin Cook sees slightly more work. And this Cowboys defense, we saw what they did to Daniel Jones and the Giants. Can you imagine what they're going to do to Zach Wilson and the New York Jets? I, I want to move Garrett Wilson down again. <laughs> and I've already moved him down about 15 spots from where I had him last week. I would like to stay away from Brees Hall one more week. And then I think he's probably a must start running back the rest of the season. Okay. How do you feel about that, Jamie? Avoid Brees Hall, if possible? I totally agree. Uh, I, look, it's hard to avoid him, you know, just given what the running back landscape looks like, but he's not a top 24 running back for me. Um, and if you can get away from him, I, I think that's a smart move. It's just, it's a tough matchup. It's uh, it's, it's really, you know, and, and I think the nice thing is, look, he did it, the majority of his damage, clearly with Zach Wilson. So it's not necessarily, oh, the quarterback is going to drag him down because that wasn't the case against a really good Buffalo defense. But, you know, they're, they're coming off such an emotional high. This just feels like a huge letdown game on the road against a really, really good team. Yeah, they all. he also was great with Zach Wilson last year. So it's not a Zach Wilson thing. It's a workload thing. And I'll, I'll, I'll get sorry, Jamie. I, I want to get to the player you're Thanks, avoiding. Man. But just to piggyback on that, I'm not sure I want to start Javante Williams. I only have him in one league. But... Very even split with P. Ryan in week one. But P. Ryan was the passing downs back. Uh, there were almost no third down snaps for Javante. And he's got but, Washington this week. So I just, nah, I'm not really, I'd start him over Hall, I think. Uh, I don't know. I feel the same way. I just, Heath, I, I'm not feeling it. I, I do think that in a Sean Payton offense, not playing on third downs does not mean you're not the passing downs back. He led the team in targets last week. Um, they're going to throw the ball 30% of the time to their running backs. If 15% go to Javante and 15% go to P. Ryan, they're both going to have more targets than most running backs. So I, I'm okay with Javante this week, but I understand. I'm nervous about him too. You know, I, I think, again, you're, you're looking at a step up in competition from a defensive standpoint. So we'll, we'll see how he does. To me, both those guys, Javante and Brees Hall are flexes. Okay. Uh, who do you have ranked higher, Javante Williams or Jamal Williams? Jamal. Javante just barely, but they're both starters for me. Okay. Uh, Jamie, who are you avoiding? Um, I was also probably not very popular, but Puka Nakua, if you can. Um, pick him up. Obviously, you should have him on your on your team. I wonder what his roster percentage is right now after two Ooh, days. Let's of guess. I'm going to guess it's 68 it was 69 64 as of last night prior to waivers. He is up to 84%. Ooh. Wow. So put him on your, put him on your team. Um, and I, you know, hard to get away from somebody like him in a three receiver league. So I get it. Certainly when you play three receivers in a flex and PPR, but we've seen this time and time again. Okay. Now they've seen what you can do. 
And again, step up in competition. Target's <laughs> going to be on his back. He should still lead the team in targets. Just to get a healthy amount of opportunities from Matthew Stafford. But I think it's going to be a little bit of a, a, a welcome to the NFL moment. I hope not because I think everybody's excited about him. But just because you added him does not mean you have to start him unless you're absolutely desperate. Okay. And I'm getting to the point where I remember which of his names has the K and which one has the C. I'm mixing that up a lot. But you guys have him outside the top 24, but inside the top 30 in PPR. So he's a decent start, but not a must-start guy, Puka Nakua. Um, Would you start Zay Flowers over Puka Nakua this week? I would. Yes. Would you start Michael... Michael... Pittman! Or Puka? Puka. I would start Puka. You want an interesting Michael Pittman stat? I have one too, but let's see who's more interesting. Heath, you can tell us. Let's hear yours first. You're the host. He had a 39-yard catch in week one, scored a touchdown on it. That was longer than any catch he had in 2022, the entire season. That's a good one. Um, The Texans, in now their last 18 games, uh, have allowed six touchdowns to wide receivers. You know who has two of them? Yeah, Pittman. Yeah, because he scored in like week 18, right? He scored both games last year. Well, I mean, he got a quarterback upgrade this year, Adam, so I think it makes sense that he had his longest reception. (laughs) (laughs) It was a great throw, I'll tell you that. (laughs) One of the most air yards we saw from Richardson. Uh, Let's uh, talk about tonight's big live stream. Chris Towers and Dave Richard joining me tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Last week was uh, a big success. We had a big audience. We had a lot of fun. It was great. And won't be as good this week because Heath was on last week and not this week. That's okay. Chris and Dave uh, will fill the void. Or it was Dave and Heath last week. But anyway, join us. YouTube.com slash fantasy football today. 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Live until just before kickoff of Eagles-Vikings, which we have some injury news to get to on that in just a moment. Um, Just a moment. But uh, yeah. Anyway, come ask your start-sit questions and hang out on Thursday night. Okay, so as previously teased, Kenneth Gainwell is out. James Bradbury and Reed Blankenship, starting defensive backs, are out for the Eagles. Fletcher Cox is questionable. Let's just preview the game again. I mean, not exactly, but, um, you know, what does this change? Let's start, obviously, Jamie, with DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, Boston Scott, and what do you think about the Eagles' backfield against the Vikings? I Honestly, I would not be surprised if any one of the three is the leading rusher just based on one in terms of Scott has the rapport with the coaching staff and the familiarity of the offense. So they may be more comfortable with him here. Nick Sirianni say on Wednesday that DeAndre Swift can be their lead guy, or he could be a guy that just plays a role. He was more positive in how he said that, but um, saying basically he likes his versatility that they can use him in a variety of ways. And then Penny to me is the wild card because being inactive in week one, I think speaks to, they don't really want to have to rely on him, but now they have to rely on him. And we know he's the most explosive of these guys when he's right. So I have it ranked right now where Swift is a low-end starter because I do anticipate him being the lead rusher and leading the team in touches. Penny is more of a flex. Boston Scott, more of a desperation flex. But it, again, it can go any which way. So for DFS, I think you should take shots on all three, depending on you know what platform you play on. Swift is more expensive than Penny. Penny's more expensive than Scott. Uh, but... You know, again, could be a hot hand approach, could be ones getting more work on passing downs, which was nice to see that they did throw to Kenneth Gainwell last week. So that should hopefully benefit Swift. But again, you know, I don't want to sit here with any certainty and say this guy is definitely the best. I hope we get some word from some NFL insider throughout the day that 
they are going to ride running back X. I I I agree with pretty much everything. I got the I penny I'm probably not flexing, but I do think he got dropped in a lot not a, maybe not a lot, but a few of my leagues this week and I I'd like to try to pick him back up. Now, I don't yeah. think you can do that actually in a lot of leagues because if you get dropped on Wednesday, you can't be picked back up till Friday, so he may just be a waiver wire claim on on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, there's a setting in CBS actually that you can do accelerated waivers. I think it's called that would fix that problem. But he's 73. Rashad Penny is 73 percent rostered right now. Um, would you start DeAndre Swift or Brees Hall? Swift. Swift. Would you start Swift or Jordan Addison, knowing we've got two starters in that secondary out for the Eagles? I would start Addison again unless we get word of something about the Eagles backfield. Yeah, I think it's it's Swift and half PPR, but Addison in full. On the other side of the ball, Garrett Bradbury is out. That's Minnesota's starting center. So we were already a little nervous about uh, Madison, right? And Darius was banked up too. And Darius, yeah, Christian Darius on the left tackle is questionable. Uh, so is linebacker or edge rusher Marcus Davenport. A lot of injuries in this game, even though it's only week two. It's disappointing. Uh, but yeah, it's just two two injuries on the offensive line. One guy certainly out. You know, keep that in mind for Cousins and for and for Madison. Uh, Swift or Madison? Swift. Swift for now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mark Andrews was limited. <clears throat> Baltimore is really beat up though in this game. Uh, Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Williams are two defensive backs. Williams is out. He's going to be out for a while. Humphrey missed Week One. Not sure if he's going to play. He missed practice. He, right now, I'd say he's not going to play. So Baltimore's beat up. Their matchup is at Cincinnati. Um, also, Ronnie Stanley and Tyler Linderbaum did not practice. Two starting offensive linemen for them. But Andrews was limited. Kelsey was was limited. Are you guys ranking Andrews or Kelsey at this point or expecting them? I'm hoping for them. Uh, I think at this point, it's it's feels like, just based on what I read, that Andrews probably closer than Kelsey. But who knows? Uh, Chris Jones returned to practice, and it looks like he's trending toward playing this week for the Chiefs at the Jaguars. Is that the game of the week? Might be. Going to have to figure out a fake opponent for a game tomorrow for Dave. Uh, Aaron Jones missed practice. So you, can, if you had A.J. Dillon and DeAndre Swift, you know, we'll, obviously we'll have a practice report. But like, how are you approaching AJ Dillon versus the Thursday night guys right now, Heath? We'll we'll know more before we set our lineups tonight. But right now, what do you think? As of right now, I'm I'm tr- I'm just probably starting the Thursday night guys over AJ Dillon, and I'm trying to wait for Jones over the Thursday night guys. Um, he he talked on Sunday like he's had a pulled hamstring before. And this was not that. He just tweaked it a little bit. It scared him a little. You saw him grab it when he was in the end zone, but he said he's fine. Aaron Jones, a 29-year-old running back, not practicing on a Wednesday, doesn't scare me that much. If I get a little more concerned if he doesn't practice on Thursday, but if I have anybody that's close to Swift or Madison, I'm just waiting it out on Jones, and I'd probably just play Swift and Madison over Dylan for me. Is that how you feel about Eckler and Kelly? It's kind of similarly. Rather just... You, you're not going to start a Thursday guy over Eckler at this point. I Not unless it's I just have literally nobody else on the bench. Uh, yeah, Eckler mispracticed with an ankle injury, and that's one we have to keep an eye on as well. Um, if if Eckler and Jones were out, would you rank Dylan or Kelly higher? Dylan at Atlanta, Kelly at Tennessee. I would probably rank 
Dylan higher because I think that we could see Kelly and maybe some Isaiah Spiller. Okay. Yeah, they'd both be around 20 probably. Uh, Raheem Mostert mispracticed with a knee injury, but it's considered a veteran rest day. Uh, Good news for the Dolphins. Teron Armstead got back to practice. He's limited. He was limited last week too, I think. Uh, Was he? Um, uh, they, he didn't practice at all. Okay. And they were, they, Mike McDaniel said on Friday, if, if he can go, he'll go. And then they ruled him out. Okay. So he was limited. So that's good. Jalen Waddle was limited. Devonte Adams and Jacoby Myers mispracticed. Myers has the concussion. Um, and Devonte Adams, uh, I think it's a foot. So a lot of this is veteran rest day, Wednesday practice reports. You know, there's, it, there's a lot of guys there. Hopefully he gets a limited session in on Thursday, Christian Watson, and Aaron Jones, who I already mentioned, and linebacker Quay Walker. They all missed practice for the uh, Packers. Jerry Judy was limited. Kind of feeling like he's going to play. You guys ranking Judy? Not yet, no. That was the guy. Um, I was trying to think before the show, who was the guy that I saw the positive report that made me think, oh, he's going to play. And it was Judy. They said that they were actually hopeful going into that game that he could work it out and be okay to play on kind of like a Terry McLaurin basis. So we're not ranking him yet, but if he gets another limited in today, we'll pro- I'll probably be pushing for that. Brandon Cooks mispracticed with a knee injury. Tank Dell, 25% rostered as of yesterday. He's uh, expected to get more playing time this week against the Colts. Giants. Noah Brown's on IR. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, Giant. Yeah, Noah Brown was their slot guy in, in week one. Uh, so Tank Dell, keep an eye on that. Giants left tackle Andrew Thomas mispractice. They haven't given a timetable. He may not play this week. Uh, then they have a short week at San Francisco in week three. Uh, Darren Waller, it seems like he's got going to have a lingering hamstring injury, guys. This sucks. And he said it's it's the same hamstring that put him on IR last season, but it's kind of a different injury. So, well, we already have Kelsey and Andrews beat up, but if you have Mar- Darren Waller, are you trying to sell him before he goes on IR? Are you expecting it is some type of injury absence at some point now? Uh, so I in in a dynasty league, I had an offer presented to me um, maybe like two weeks ago of DeAndre Hopkins and Darren Waller for Quentin Johnson for a team that's rebuilding and trying to you know get something for some aging veterans. And I didn't reply to the trade request in time, and and it was revoked. And so then. After I had a big week one, I was like, you know, let me try and just push all my chips on the table and, and, and get some better p- pieces. So I offered Quentin Johnston for Darren Waller and DeAndre Hopkins, and I saw this, and I quickly revoked the trade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, got, what, 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 what am I getting? Somebody just sit on my bench that this goes bad? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's, it sucks. You know, and, and, and Heath, I know for you that you were, you were afraid of this. Um, you know, you, you hope he can manage it. The thing that he said, I don't know how much you read into it, Adam, but he said – that it's it's really just taking away his ability to get to his top end speed. Um, that's that's a problem. It's a big problem. Yeah, yeah. I, and I don't know. Like what I read yesterday was this is a very similar, if not the same, to the issue that Cooper Cup has. That the issue is that Cooper Cup aggravated the hamstring. It's actually a nerve issue. It's the sciatic nerve that they both have a problem with. And so if he tweaks a hamstring, it's going to be worse for him than it would be otherwise. Um, it's not, it's not, not, not good at all. Season's over. Not for him, for the Giants. It's just, it's done. <laughs> They're done. Kadarius Tony practiced in full. Uh, that's great. Houston wide receiver John Mechie returned to practice. We might see him this week. Chicago wide receiver Chase Claypool is in trouble. Apparently very bad blocking in week one and could be inactive this week. So Seattle at tackle, they have put Abraham Lucas, their right tackle on IR, 
And left tackle Charles Cross is unlikely to play this week. So Cousins or Geno tonight? Cousins. Cousins. Cousins, but I don't love either one. Okay. Uh, but Seattle could be getting their first-round pick, Devin Witherspoon, cornerback, to play this week. And Jamal Adams is at practice. I don't know if he's going to play. Uh, Baker Mayfield said he figured out Minnesota's hand signals that gave away their coverages. You should trade Baker Mayfield for DJ Moore wherever you can right now. Uh, Indianapolis offensive lineman Quinton Nelson and Braden Smith this practice. I think Shaver's going to kill me. The, the, the greatest thing of all time would be if DJ Moore had a season like he had last year and Baker Mayfield was a top 20 quarterback. Yeah. Like I, I would absolutely love it. <laughs> it's going to happen. He's not that tough right now. Uh, Houston. So Houston is real. So we're talking about Anthony Richardson today. Houston is not an easy matchup. They gave up the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks last year. They did an amazing job against Lamar Jackson in week one. Two starting safeties did not practice. So we got to keep an eye on that for Houston. Uh, a lot of just offensive line and blah, blah, blah. Zach Moss practiced in full. I'll speed this segment up. Yeah, and uh, DJ Chark practice. Okay, we'll take a break. When we come back, we got one question for each game, and then we will get into all the games. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. One question for each game. Kansas City at Jacksonville. First of all, is Kansas City finally going to win a game? I'm not sure. It's a tough, tough, tough spot to be in. Yeah, they need uh, they need Kelsey back. Oh, did see one analyst yesterday that everybody knows made his top five teams and didn't put the Chiefs in there. And you win, because I'm talking about it. Congratulations. Ridiculous. Kansas City at Jacksonville. How many wide receivers are you starting in this game other than Calvin Ridley? Uh, three receiver league? Uh, yes. I would start two, for sure. Who? Christian Kirk. So one other than Ridley. One other, and I, I think I expect the Chiefs are going to give Kadarius Tony every opportunity to make up for last week. If you're stuck and you have to start him, I think there's quite. I think they're going to give him every chance. Now, I also think that if he plays like he did in Week One, he might not get another chance. But I think they're going to give him every opportunity this week to make up for last week. Yep, he's only sixty-seven percent rostered, Kadarius Tony. So you should probably stash him if you can. And uh, would you start Jordan Addison tonight or Christian Kirk? Kirk. Yeah. Yeah, I would too. Baltimore's at Cincinnati. Start Zay Flowers if Mark Andrews returns. I guess a better question would be, how much would Mark Andrews impact your ranking of Zay Flowers? Not so much this week, because I do think that there'll be some limitations for Andrews, but... Moving forward, we'll see just what happens. But I I think Zay Flowers goes from – he's like a borderline top 15 guy for me to maybe somewhere between 20 and 24. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any problem really with Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews both being must-start players if they just don't throw to their running backs. 
And I don't know why you would throw to your running backs now. <laughs> I mean, so hopefully, like a lot of Flowers targets were those type of targets anyways, the the real close to the line of scrimmage stuff. Yeah, 2.4 yard A dot for Flowers. Actually interesting, uh, he had a decent route depth. He wasn't just doing that short stuff. He's just mostly targeted on the short stuff. Okay, Flowers is a top 24 guy. I think he's like 21st for Heath and 18th for Jamie right now in PPR. Indianapolis is at Houston. Already laid it out. Tough matchup, this Houston Texans team. They were last year. It was mostly because everyone runs on them. I don't know if the Colts are going to do that. But starter said Anthony Richardson. Start. Probably start. Um, I mean, I don't know who you drafted with him. But, like, Jamie, you would start golf over him, right? One spot ahead, yes. Yeah. Um, so it might be there. Definitely starting him over Gino, who was one of the other QB twos. Um, I I really struggle with Cousins. I know the narrative, but this Eagles defense is beat up, and I think they're going to throw it forty five times. So I've got Cousins one spot ahead of him right now, but he's a top twelve quarterback. Okay. I think the the thing that scares me, just not to rehash tonight's game again, but with Bradbury not being there and those guys that they have to block up front, like he's going to struggle with pressure up the middle all day long. Yeah. Uh, okay, next game is Chargers-Titans. Do we get a bounce back for Mike Williams? And I actually have what I think is a pretty pretty disturbing or concerning stat for Mike, potentially for Mike Williams. But do we get a bounce back for Mike Williams against a Titans defense that last year stunk against wide receivers and week one stunk against wide receivers? Yes. Okay, Mike Williams or Zay Flowers? Flowers, but it's close. Flowers. Right, here's my potentially concerning, let's keep an eye on it stat for Mike Williams. He lined up in the slot. Remember, Jamie, you kept saying they're going to move him in the slot. He's going to play in the slot more. 43% of the time in week one. It was 13% in 2022. So I don't know if that's good or not. I don't know if he's going to be good in the slot. So it's just something to keep in mind. I mean, he, he might not be a good role for him. He doesn't really look like a slot receiver to me. But that Was, was a he a full increase. participant in practice? Oh, I'm not sure. Is he ever? I'm not sure. Because he he left week one for a short period of time. I'm looking it up now. It was a head injury. They evaluated him for a concussion. I don't believe it was okay. anything that was going to keep him out. So I didn't see him missing any practice. Okay. Good. So I know you like Zay Flowers. Would you start Mike Williams or Zay Flowers? I believe you just asked us that. Um, exact words. So I would go with Zay Flowers. I was looking, up the, uh, I was looking up the slot stat. I'm sorry. <laughs> What'd you say? Uh, same answer. <laughs> Zay Flowers. And I missed it yeah, the second well, time. I'll too, tell you but one thing I'm struggling it. with this week is Zay Flowers versus Mike Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Who isn't? It's worth asking twice. Washington at Denver. Is there a single must-start player in this game? That's a great question. Uh, no, there is not. Not a one. There's a lot of interesting guys, though. Yeah. I have a feeling Washington and Denver are going to give me headaches previewing the games. Everybody trying to figure out who's going to be good, which weeks, because they're good defenses and they've got, you know, I'm, well, hopefully Judy emerges as a, as a must start, but they've got split backfields. All right, Miami and New England, who's a better flex, Kendrick Bourne or Raheem Mostert? And in this same game, Mike Williams or Zay Flowers? <laughs> uh, I'll go Mostert. D- definitely Mostert for me. I'm, I'm, I'm this is a prove it week for Kendrick Bourne for me. I'm not I'm not comfortable using him in a flex. There there is uh one report, I forget where it was, I could look it up. Um I'm sure there's probably multiple, but uh <laughs> detailing how concerning it seemingly the Patriots are about Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah. And if he's not 
going to play a full allotment of snaps and Devontae Parker can't go and Tyquan Thornton's still on IR, Kendrick Bourne might be one of the more surprising players. But I'm with you, Heath. He's got to prove it again because we've seen this story from a player like this a lot. Yeah, uh, This could be your, your classic fooled you, Adam. Um, but if he does have a good game, then it might be something that I don't know. Say I don't want to say reliable, but certainly a player you want to have on your bench. Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Does either passing game get going this week? Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Can't trust the Steelers, and so if there is one, it's the Browns. You know, look, I don't want to make excuses for Deshaun Watson, but you know how much of it was the weather last week? You know, and just throwing the ball in the rain. Yeah. So. We'll see. You know, I mean, no Cam Hayward's going to be huge for the Steelers because that pressure up the middle is not going to be there. You know, TJ Watt's going to have to be Superman, which he's capable of. But um, missing Jack Conklin's going to matter. You know, losing losing that that protection on on the right side. But again, you know, you're, you're, the Steelers just look awful last week. So th- there is there is some potential here, I think, for Deshaun. I, I have a hard time betting against an zero one Mike Tomlin team. Um, and so that's the, really the only reason I feel like this game's going to be low scoring and close. Um, but yeah, this is, this is a big week for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I mean, he still had a good game last week. You know, he had 45 yards and a touchdown rushing or something like that. So he still, uh, well, ended up with a good pa- fantasy game. He, he, that's the point. Like he could still be a good fantasy quarterback and be miserable throwing the ball because yeah. that's the, the, the rescue. He has the rescue, you know, he can, he can turn and run, uh, Las Vegas at Buffalo. Bounce back for Gabe Davis? Huge. Big time. I'll tell you, one interesting thing, though, is that Sean Payton, after facing the Raiders last week, and I, I was, I mean, would you employ this strategy against the Broncos? I guess it worked. He said that they were really playing their safeties deep and taking away the deep ball, and that's why Russell Wilson had an extremely low A dot, and they had no big plays. Their longest pass play was 21 yards, the Broncos, against the Raiders. Are they going to do that again against the Bills? Will it matter? We'll find out, but you are expecting a Gabe Davis bounce back. Okay, perfect. Let's go to Kansas City at Jacksonville. Stat of the game. You're going to love this if you have Travis Etienne. He ran 29 routes compared to four for Tank Bigsby. Bigsby did not run a route on third down, so that was a positive development for Travis Etienne. Um, Lawrence and Mahomes, we love. Do you like Lawrence or Tua better this week? Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and both top six. Etn, I'm assuming must start. Forget it. No, just not yes. Forget about it. How do you feel about Pacheco this week or any other Chiefs running back? I don't mind Pacheco. I actually would start him over Brees Hall, mm-hmm. which is crazy to say, but the fact that he ran more routes than Jerick McKinnon and might be involved in the passing game is a very encouraging sign. And I think the Jacksonville run defense, you know, while they looked good last week, they look good against you know the likes of who the, they were playing, Deion Jackson and. Banged up Evan Hall and Jake Funk. Go ahead, Adam. Do your dance. Um, <laughs> uh, Jake. It could be cops or it could be Funk. Yeah. Um, you said Funk, right? Um, I did. Yeah, so I don't, I don't mind Pacheco this week because I think that's you know one wrinkle that Chiefs will be a little bit creative with. I'm sorry. I wish I had a cough button, everybody. I am getting a little sick. I'm sorry you have to deal with it. Uh, Pacheco or Swift? Swift, if he's the guy. There is a mute button on StreamYard if you wanted to just use that That's for a cough button. a little inconvenient. Um, yeah, <laughs> definitely, right. definitely Swift. 
You have a mute button too, you know. I could I could definitely get that going. I, I use it all the time. Actually, I could just mute you. You could you can. You have that privilege now. <laughs> um all right. So Christian Kirk, I know I asked you about him a little bit earlier, but um would you start Christian Kirk or Pacheco? Kirk. All right. Kirk had two nice games against the uh Chiefs last year. Of course, it doesn't seem to matter because Galvin really wasn't there, but I guess Okay, Kirk or Gabe Davis? Kirk. Uh, Kirk. Mike Williams. Williams. Kirk for me. Okay. Looks like we're starting Christian Kirk. I, I, I go back just real quick on Mike Williams. Um, you know, I spoke to Eckler this week, and he was talking about how their game plan against Miami was to really focus on the run. I wonder if he's not there, and knowing that Titans run defense and that Titans secondary, like it's just going to be all systems yeah. go for Herbert in the passing game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll skip ahead to the stat of the game for that Chargers game. Last week, in week one, the Chargers had a pass rate. I think it was 47.4%. That's how frequently they passed the ball. That was lower than in any game last season. But was it lower than in any game for Kellen Moore last season? Oh, probably not. But, I mean, you know, we were expecting so much passing. That was extremely low pass rate for them. Um, all right, where are we at here? We're at Evan Ingram. Any waiver wire tight ends you'd be starting over Evan Ingram this week at the against the Chiefs? No, and he he did not have two good games against the the Chiefs last year. But you know, when you start to look at this this position, that you got to look at some you know variables and point total to me matters. You know, so mm-hmm. highest expected total they're going to be throwing a lot. I expect that. You know, we saw last week that Laporta. Clearly not a huge game, but despite the fact that he was blocking, I think more than people expected, still had five targets, five catches. You know, I think Ingram's going to matter in this matchup. Um, so what about uh, Zay Jones? I forgot about him. I'm sorry, but he deserves a mention here. Are you taking a shot on Zay Jones in like a three receiver league? What do you think? If you're desperate, like kind of like what Heath was saying about Kadarius Tony, you know, clearly different scenarios where they're coming from <laughs> from week one um he's he played the most snaps he played more than more snaps than ridley you know so he's not coming off the field it's it's very much like a mvs but i think just a better version of that and so yeah i don't i don't think it's a bad call again you're looking at point total you're looking at expectation you know he had five targets or six targets right seven six seven targets he had five catches um 55 yards in the touchdown seven targets so yep. it wasn't it wasn't an overwhelming stat line but still you know, you look at opportunity here and attaching yourself to a quarterback that I think is going to be really good. So not a bad situation. I, I view Zay Jones kind of like Kendrick Bourne is to just one one show me a little more involvement one more week. Yeah. If he's playing more than Christian Kirk again this week, or not playing more, but targeted more than Christian Kirk again this week, then I'm going to have to really change my opinion of that Jacksonville offense. 53% rostered for Zay Jones. Would you rather start Zay Jones or Kadarius Tony? I think there's more upside with Tony, so I'd lean that way, but they're close. Yep, Tony. Zay Jones or Josh Reynolds? Uh, Reynolds for me. I've got Zay higher. All right, start Mahomes. You already heard about Pacheco. Kadarius Tony would be, if there were a wide receiver for the Chiefs, it'd be Tony. We're not messing with Sky Moore this week. I don't know how you can. No. Okay. Rasheed Rice is 27% rostered and was very good in very limited snaps. Are you? Do you think he's worth stashing, Rasheed Rice? If you have a deep enough bench, yes. 
Somebody's got to make plays in this receiving core. Yeah. And like he said, if if this is another stinker for, for Tony, like they really have to make some adjustments. So Rice got off to a great start. I'm surprised that they went away from him as much as they did. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say yes, I would I would still stash Tank Dell over Rasheed Rice, but those are the guys in the same type of range. All right, last question about this game. Do you know who led the Chiefs in routes run last week? I don't. Noah MBS. Gray. 37, no way. 37 routes for Noah Gray. 37 shades of gray. And uh, yeah, he had uh, five targets, which was tied for the team lead. So if Kelsey's out, you have any interest in Noah Gray? Noah Way? Uh, Noah Way. <laughs> Noah, thank you. But, okay. you know, tight end premium league, sure. All right, yeah. If, if tight end premium or completely desperate, if Kelsey's out, he had five targets, like I said, which <laughs> died for the team lead. Baltimore at Cincinnati, stat of the game. How do you guys feel about this? Lamar Jackson, he did rush for 38 yards, which is nice. He had one design run, and it was on a third and one, a QB sneak. In 2022, Lamar Jackson had 86 design runs in 12 games, really more like 11 games. He barely played in one of them. So this was a I don't love, if it's his profile every week, I don't love no design runs and no downfield throws, but we'll wait. We'll reserve judgment. But uh, I don't know, Heath, what did you think of, of that style? Because it was really low A dot and, and very little, I wouldn't say very little in the run game, but like I said, only one design run. It was a QB sneak. Yeah, he's still going to run enough on scrambles that I think that like if you're going to increase the dropbacks by 20%, you're probably going to increase his scrambles by at least 20%. And so um, I don't love it. I have a hard time judging the depth of target until Mark Andrews is there, though. Fair it's enough. also, you know, you lose your running back, you lose your left tackle. <laughs> you know, that that was maybe what Buffalo should have done. Just go get your win and go home, you know, as opposed to trying taking chances and be cute. So I think we'll see a better Ravens performance. But if this is what it looks like, yeah, it's going to be a problem. Like, I agree with Heath. You want to see what it looks like when everybody's there. But this team is annually not having everybody there. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you got to worry about that a little bit. Well, two offensive linemen banged up for the Ravens, as mentioned. So, and... And obviously the Bengals were a total mess last week as well. So how do you feel about the quarterbacks in this game? Are they must-starts? You feel good about Burrow and Jackson? They're obviously must-starts. Like, I'm not going to get cute and put Jared Goff ahead of those guys. You know, maybe you can make an argument if you drafted one of them in Tua that you start Tua over either one just to see what happens. And, and it's not like Tua's got a cakewalk matchup either. But I, I think you, you hope that for Burrow, uh, by the way, I got a haircut saying after you play like that, you got to cut your hair. Um <laughs> that he, he bounces back that he had his, you know, quote unquote preseason game. And for Lamar, again, you know, trying to, you know, manage through some of the changes personnel wise, but also that really wasn't a competitive game. So you, ha- you wonder how much more Lamar Jackson thrown the 22 times and then being the playmaker that he's going to be, this is a spotlight game. You know, it's a huge game for these two teams to establish themselves as the potential contender in the AFC North and, and maybe a Super Bowl contender. So I think we'll see the best of both guys. I would start two over both, but they're still both top eight. Okay. I think we've spent enough time on Zay Flowers. So who's your favorite Ravens running back in this game? Gus. Justice Hill, but not none of them are in the top 30. I had uh, I had one league where I lost Dobbins, shocker, and my number two running back was Alvin Kamara because I went more of a hero RB build 
when I say that I took, you know, Dobbins in the fourth round, my first running back. Um, so I spent, uh, 84 of a hundred dollars last night, not expecting to. Um, but I thought I, I wouldn't, didn't expect to get all these guys, but I ended up getting Puka, uh, Kyron Williams, Gus Edwards, and Josh Kelly. Wow. For all of that though, <laughs> I probably overspent by maybe like 20 bucks total, <laughs> but it's a, it, it's a very sharp league. And I thought there was going to be a lot more bids for those guys. Yeah. I mean, uh, Gus is, Gus is 78% rostered or he was yesterday. He's probably higher than that. Now justice Hill yesterday was 52% rostered and Melvin Gordon, 4% rostered. Actually, I think I did those roster percentages this morning, so I think they're accurate. But Gus, 78%. Justice Hill, 52%. Gordon, 4%. And think about, we know the Ravens have this sick run defenses, run defense after they traded for Roquan Smith last year. But actually, the Bengals, when they had DJ Reader on the field last year, he missed some time. DJ Reader on the field, they gave up 3.2 yards per carry to running backs. So they're they're tough. Um, well, yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, I think with Dobbins out, like... It's kind of like what you said with Anthony Richardson. Uh, the vast majority of the uh, Ravens touchdowns are going to be Lamar Jackson <laughs> one way or another. Um, you think it, so? Because I, I, I still think he hands off near the goal line because he's always done that. He's never really been a goal line quarterback. He did last week, even after three times, true. right? I mean, you would, two times. Sorry. If you would have said three times, one of the strangest things that we would see this <laughs> yardage touchdowns, I would have said you're crazy. Justice Hill, yeah. Yeah, like with all the guys, you know, taking into account, obviously, that, that Dobbins got hurt. But, I mean, Edwards is a monster back there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, and I do have a little bit of fear that we get, like, 15 Melvin Gordon touches. Yes. <laughs> Sideshow Bob and the rake, everybody. Uh, Mark Andrews, start him if he plays. Joe Burrow's top eight. Joe Mixon against this defense. Any any hesitation, anyone that you might start over Joe Mixon that you drafted after him? No. Yeah, I'm starting Joe Mixon. I was going to look at his targets against the Ravens last year. I I would assume that they're going to, because that was the thing about Joe Burrow yesterday or this week, last week against Cleveland is he, he didn't dump it off as much. And I wonder if they get back to that this week against Baltimore. Well, he's not the third down back, so you know there was Travion Williams mostly last week. He wasn't last year either. He, he wasn't last year. But I was going to say is they threw so much of their running backs on first and second down. It's a little scary if if they don't do that. If they start throwing the ball downfield more, but he had eight catches in two games against the Ravens last year. Um, I'll tell you the one guy. Secondary woes should matter this week, though. Would you start um, Jameer Gibbs over Mixon? Uh, I have it ranked that way, but you know, you said would you would you start somebody you have that you drafted after him? I mean, they were like back to back for me, so I wouldn't consider that the same thing. So, uh, for me, yes, I would start Gibbs over him in PPR. I would start Mixon over Gibbs. Would you start David Montgomery or Mixon? Mixon. Mixon. Okay. And we're good with both wide receivers for the Bengals, Higgins. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> You're not. You can't be at this point where you're you're sitting those guys. Okay. <laughs> you saw one of our guys in uh, with George, one of our colleagues, sent a note out in one of our leagues and said, "I don't feel good about my team. I lost Dobbins. I'm I'm having a, a sell off. Basically, he put Jamar Chase and Mark Andrews on the on the block, and I offered Stefan Diggs for Jamar Chase. He hasn't hit accept or reject yet. He's probably waiting for better offers. But I don't know. I'm like a little nervous about that just because Diggs." 
could be so damn good, but no, you got. Anyway, I'm sticking with. I, I wonder rankings. if I offer him Tyree Kill and T.J. Hawkinson for Andrews and Chase if I can get that done. Hey, that could work. Uh, yeah. All right, let's. Uh, Irv Smith, Heath has him like 16th. Dave and Jamie don't have him ranked. Uh, and the DSTs, Bengals and Ravens DSTs, starter sit real quick. Uh, I would sit if you can, but I have a little bit more faith in the Ravens just because Joe Burrow did look awful. Okay, Colts at Texans, stat of the game. I already gave it uh, Michael Pittman, 39-yard catch in week one, longer than any catch he had in 2022. 11 yards longer than any catch he had in 2022. Anthony Richardson is top 12, 11th for Jamie, I think 9th for Dave, and 12th for Heath. That might not be updated, but he's around that. Um, I mean, silly question, I think, but Daniel Jones at Arizona or Anthony Richardson? They are back-to-back for me. Uh, with Richardson at 11 and Jones at 12. Yeah, I, I I actually have Jones projected for more points, but I think Richardson has more upside, and I'm still a little shook by the Giants last week, so I'm going Richardson. You should be. This feels like it could be um, a 2022 quarterback week where we're a little top-heavy, and then the like 8 through 15 is like 20 to 18 points. Oh well, that's that's a great picture, Jamie. I hope hope you're wrong about that. How do you feel about Zach Moss in Week 18 against these same Texans? He had 18 carries, 114 yards, and a touchdown, and three catches for seven yards. Um, yeah, and Jackson was so bad last year, last week, and Funk isn't really going to have a big role. You would you would hope not, anyway. But uh, what do you think about Zach Moss? Only 36 percent rostered. Starter sit. Uh, flex. Not a much. Yeah, but but a much a, a higher end flex. Like hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna have him projected here in about five minutes. Um, but a higher end flex than Deion Jackson was for sure. Yes. Okay. Uh, and Pittman. Yeah. I, all right, Pittman. Let's. Uh, how do we feel about that? You take away that 39 yard touchdown, which is a silly thing to say, but you probably shouldn't expect him to take a screen pass to the house. Uh, he still had a decent, he still had a good amount of targets. You feel like he's a must start yet or still a flex, Michael Pittman? So you take that play away and it's what? He had 80. No, that was yards? 39 yards. So that's 56 or 58 yards and seven catches on 10 targets other than that play. So that's probably a more realistic stat line, right? Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> had 11 targets. That's pretty good. That's amazing. On 37 pass attempts. It's it's a really good secondary. You know, they, they did allow a big game to Zay Flowers last week. You know, how much of that was, we we, we want to see it first. You know, again, same thing with like Puga Nakua. You know, sometimes these new players, rookies, et cetera, they, they tend to flash and then there's there's tape and, and they get taken away a little bit. Um, I, I, I loved the usage, but the fact that the only thing I can't get away from is he did score twice against them last year. Of the six times that they've only allowed a wide receiver, it's, it's it's the it was the best last season, and that carried over to to week one in terms of not allowing receivers get in the end zone. So, um, in PPR, he's a must start in three receiver leagues. I think I think in two receiver leagues, you can find somebody else. But if the safeties are out, right, that might change some things. Right, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, Heath, how about Nico Collins versus Michael Pittman? I'm going to lean towards Nico. Okay. 
Same. 74% rostered. It's number three receiver for you guys. And targets were similar, right? Also 11. He had 11. Yeah, he had six for 80 on 11 targets in week who, one. Who do you think wins this game? I'm shocked that the Colts are favored. I think the Colts. But let's I, talk about I, Damian Pierce real quick, Heath. How do you yeah. feel about him? A, a very low-end number two running back for me. This is actually something you guys differ on because, Jamie, you have him in the top 12, Damian Pierce, and Heath has him barely inside the top 24. So discuss, fight. And I think that that's probably me. Like Jamie said, he's shocked the Colts are, are favored, and I'm just kind of the Colts are favored. And so I, I what in the world was Mike Boone doing involved in the game plan? And even when the game was a, a – Early in the game, Devin Singletary was like 35% of the touches. It just wasn't what I expected. Oh, I think Damian Pierce is a lot better than those two guys. And I hope this week he he plays like that. But I was discouraged by his usage. Yeah, I, I just I don't buy this Colts defense really at all. And I think this is a game where both these quarterbacks will probably have some struggles. Clearly, Anthony Richardson has a little bit of a different skill set, so that will help him from a fantasy perspective. But it just feels like so disrespectful to put the Colts favored against anybody at this point, right? Against now. a team that had the this, this second worst record in football last year? Yeah, but what were they, fourth? <laughs> you know, yeah, it's not like there's a big but... disparity here. And they both have rookie quarterbacks. So I think it's perfectly reasonable. I thought Richardson looked better than Stroud. 100%. Yes. Oh, he did. This is not a Richardson versus Stroud thing. This is a team versus team thing. Like, I mean, the, if, if you want to credit anything, credit the Texas defense looking awesome. Like in frustrating Lamar Jackson yeah. and making that team look look at look like they did. Right. Don't forget their head coach is the former 49ers right. co- uh, defensive coordinator. And actually, both the Texans and the 49ers last year were very good against mobile quarterbacks. They did a really nice job against mobile quarterbacks. So we'll see what that means for Anthony Richardson. Uh, I One thing about that, I know you're not buying the Colts defense, but I could see that having a very good run defense. They got Buckner. They got Grover Stewart. They got Shaq Leonard, Zaire Franklin. They got some good pieces in their front seven. And two years ago when, when Leonard played, they were fourth best against running backs. And uh, week one, pretty good. I mean, they gave up points, a lot of points, because ETN and, and uh, Bigsby scored. They weren't bad against the run. All right, so Jamie's all in on Pierce, top 12. Heath, more reluctant. And that's going to do it for that game, unless you like a DST. The Texans to me, just because, again, Richardson, while he could be very good for fantasy, can still be turnover prone. Right. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, we got the Chargers and the Titans and four more games after that. We'll be right back. Chargers at Titans. Something to keep an eye on is that pass rate. 47.4% for the Chargers, very low. In a shootout, no less, you know? (laughs) Wasn't like they were nursing a lead. Um, And uh, let's get into this game here. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert or Tua? Tua. I keep going back and forth. I was Tua this morning. The the Eckler injury is going to really sway things for me because if he doesn't play, I can't imagine that they're just going to be, hey, let's run Josh Kelly against that defense. So Right. Derek Carr just went for 300 yards against the secondary. They're not fixed from last year again. So I'll probably lean a little toward Herbert, but you know, unless you have both, I, I, I think there's a higher ceiling for Herbert this particular week. How do you rank the wide receivers in this game? Uh, Allen, Hopkins, Williams. Good luck with the rest. 
I think I have it. Hopkins, Allen, Williams. Good luck with the rest. We need to see something from Hopkins because uh, he was uh, very covered in week one. Uh, but yes, we love the target share. I know. I don't know if I have DeAndre Hopkins in any leagues, but I wish I did because I definitely want to start him this week. Uh, tra- any tight ends in this game that you're interested in? No. No. And like, I, I understand what you're saying about Hopkins was very covered and the efficiency on a per target basis wasn't good, but he's, he scored 13 and a half fantasy points without a touchdown. Like it's yeah, not, I know, he, but he, but I, I did. I, I mean, look for what it's worth. I'm not a professional film breakdowner guy, <laughs> but really? I was unimpressed with, uh, with Hopkins. But the thing about him, as I said, this on beyond the box score is like, I'm not sure that he's really a guy in recent years that, that, gets a lot of separation. He's a contested right. catch guy. But Marshawn Lattimore really blanketed him very well. He lost that matchup. I will say that confidently. Um, and I, just 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 in case you care about my opinion, I watched another guy, uh, the targets for another guy this morning, and came away blown away, really impressed with Jacoby Myers. I encourage, yeah. if you can, to look at the 10 targets he got. And this guy was really separating, running some really good routes, and had a great connection with Garoppolo. I know it, that he's got the concussion, but he was really impressive. It's interesting that you bring that up because somebody had tweeted out that there were four players who were shadowed in week one. And Hopkins actually, on, on at least 60% of their routes, Hopkins actually was not one of them. Okay. Um, but he was probably 50%. Yeah. But a- Adams certainly was. Yes. And so I wonder if that number two corner, number two wide receiver against the Raiders, <clears throat> Gabe Davis, is is the, the target this season. No, no, against the Broncos. The Broncos. Broncos. Yeah, so, so who is that? That, yeah, that, 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 that's, that's an interesting Dotson. one because is it, is it Dotson or is it McLaurin who's getting... Who's I think getting it's probably Dotson. Getting, who's getting shadowed? I don't know if, if they're going to shadow... I don't know if they're going to shadow McLaurin. Actually, I have some great numbers on that, what McLaurin did against top cornerbacks last year. But uh, McLaurin, much more on the outside, I believe, than... Um, yeah, here's the slot percentage for Washington receivers in week one. Debo, or Curtis Samuel, 76%. Dotson, 59%. McLaurin, 10%. So I think he'd be much more likely to get Pat Sertan. But we're not on that game yet. That's our next game. Derrick Henry's a must-start. And so I guess the only question about this game is, is the running back situation. You, obviously, you're starting Eckler, but where are you going to rank Josh Kelly if Eckler's out? Uh, he said it like right around 20, you know, I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of opportunity here. You know, you wonder if he'll still have the same role in the passing game that Eckler would, I would probably lean toward no, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to throw to him. And so he looked great against Miami. He looked great in the preseason when he had the the 70 yard touchdown run, you know, there's a lot to like about the situation just overall. And so the reason you pick him up is not necessarily just for this week, because this week could still be a problem because the Titans run defense is really good. But what if this is a lingering situation for Eckler, who is, you know, Heath alluded to with Aaron Jones. Uh, I think you call him 29. He's actually 28. Um, but Eckler's in the same age range, 27 or 28 as well, that, you know, they may not rush him back. So, you know, Kelly may have some some longstanding appeal. I hope not, but that might be the case. Uh, we know how good this Titans run defense can be, and they did a great job against Jamal Williams. You got to figure a better chance for a touchdown for Kelly, just more points, I would think for the chargers, but all right. Um, and that will, we'll update you on that tomorrow. Washington's at Denver and 
I think I've pretty much given all the stats I like on this game. So <laughs> Sam Howell's a sit, starter sit, Russell Wilson. Uh, his outlook will look better if, if Jerry Judy plays, but I would prefer to sit him. I think, you know, again, we'll find out how much of last week, and he looked much better, but still not a huge statistical game, under 200 yards passing, two touchdowns. How much of that is just bad Raiders defense and he's still not good? <laughs> you know, like, did he just look good against a bad defense? I mean, he had a four-yard I was just yard really impressed out. that he... Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just really impressed that he was willing to throw all those short passes to the running back. That's not something we've seen. Very, like, he's usually snap it, run around in the pocket for six seconds, and then launch it. And he, he seems to be at least acclimating to what Sean Payton wants him to do. So that's that's a positive. I think he's a high-end number two this week. I, I'd start him over Geno. Wilson had the third lowest intended air yards for pass attempt last week. It was Ritter. It was Justin Fields and Ritter were at the bottom, and Russell Wilson, four yards intended air yards. And that's why their longest play of the game was 21 yards. Um, I, yeah, like I said, this is a tough game, I think. I mean, Javante or Pirine? Robinson, we have to start over Gibson. But who's the best running back in this game? Who's the best wide receiver in this game? Um, McLaurin, by the way, when he faced the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Browns. I had I had him personally with eight matchups last year against teams that have a highly regarded cornerback. That'd be the Eagles twice, the Cowboys twice, the Packers, the Falcons, the 49ers, and the Browns. And he scored 16 or more points in five of those eight games. He was really good. But um, he wasn't good last week. So, all right. First question, best running back in the game. Next question, best wide receiver in the game. Jamie, give me your answers. Right now, I have it ranked Robinson one spot ahead of Javante, but they're back-to-back, so I won't fight anybody that says Javante's better. But, I mean, look, give the Broncos run defense some credit, man. They shut down Josh Jacobs last week, and that's not necessarily an easy thing to do. So I, I would prefer to stay away from all of them if you can. Uh, I think in PPR, you know, P. Ryan and Javante have some more have more appeal than, than Robinson just because of their role in the passing game. But I don't think we really saw the best of what Washington has to offer yet. Because that wasn't, you know, as 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 competitive as as Arizona was, you know, they score a touchdown on the fumble return. Um, I just don't think that's a very good team. So, you know, I, I I'm I'm really curious Washington going on the road after that game how they're going to look, and and Denver coming off a back and forth game with with a Raiders team that I don't think is also very good. So this isn't this is a really interesting game for me as well, Adam. I, I struggle with it also. What was Washington was in Arizona last week or they no, home home they're home they're at home. Okay, so good. At least it's not. Second consecutive. Um, I've got Javante, then P. Ryan, then Brian Robinson. Um, I've got, I mean, it's Dotson right right now. It's Dotson, then Sutton, then McLaurin. But it might be Dotson, then Judy, then McLaurin, then Sutton, if Judy's back. I'd be nervous about Judy in this first game back, unless he's in full, practicing full the rest of the week. Who's the so highest? Judy be very similar. Who's the highest ranked flex in this Dotson. game? Uh, Javante for me. Yeah, Dotson. You guys do have in your top twenty-four. So you have Dotson ahead of Gabe Davis. Yeah, slightly. Would you rather start Dotson or? Let me give you a running back, James Cook. Cook. Oh yeah. So does that mean you like James Cook better than the running backs in this game? I guess. All right. As we said, we don't we don't think we have a must start guy. I know from in my Judy leagues, there I think there are three receiver leagues. I would start him without hesitation in a three receiver league. 
because um, because he was close to playing last week, and I just am a big Judy guy. But would you do you think he'd be in your top thirty six? <laughs> do you think he'd be in your top thirty six if he plays? Yes, but like barely. Yeah, and I would I would honestly I would probably still start him over Sutton at this point if he if he plays. Yeah. Okay. Interest in the tight ends. Logan Thomas actually had eight targets. He led the team in targets. Adam Troutman didn't have such a bad game. I didn't put him in the notes for some reason. That was disrespectful. He had five catches. Yeah, it's uh, these are like the Kendrick Bourne and who else did you say? Uh, Zay Jones of tight ends. You know, like mm-hmm. let's see it again. Thomas, we we said had a chance last week. You know, just based on the matchup because the Cardinals are so bad, and he you know was was featured. I think if Logan Thomas is continuing to get those type of opportunities, and Curtis Samuel is getting those type of opportunities, Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin are going to be in trouble because I don't know if Sam Howell is going to throw the ball that much. Uh, yeah, and I'll I'll take it another step. I think if Logan Thomas and Curtis Samuel are getting that many opportunities, then Eric Bieniemy and Sam Howell are in trouble probably. <laughs> yeah, you throw Ron Rivera in there. Um, I, one thing, uh, to keep an eye on, this was pretty shocking. The Broncos had the lowest pressure rate in the NFL in week one. They faced the Raiders. They did not record a sack. So we'll see if this, if that continues. I mean, I I wouldn't expect it necessarily, but if that continues, that's very troubling and could be a good matchup for quarterbacks because Garoppolo played, played pretty well against them, even with Devontae Adams more or less being taken out. All right. Uh, which DST do you prefer? Broncos. The Commanders. Are these top 12 DSTs for you? Commanders are, yes. Okay. I think I think I have the Broncos. Yeah, almost both of, them, both of them. Let's just say both of them. Cool. Miami's at New England. What are the tough calls for you guys in this game? You know, Mostert obviously had a, a, a productive fantasy game, but... 10 carries and two catches is not what you're looking for from that backfield. So is that just because the the passing game was so successful or is that going to be a little bit more of the norm that they're just not going to rely on him like we saw last season when he was the guy before Jeff Wilson was brought in? So is Devon A. Chain playing too? You know, is is he still a healthy scratch? So really that's that's it, I think, for aside from, you know, maybe the Kendrick Bourne dilemma of <laughs> Do you add him and, and see what happens there? Because I think you're starting, you're clearly starting Ramondre Stevenson. So yep. I think it's really just the two Dolphins receivers, Ramondre and and uh, and Tua. And for Waddle, he had five targets <laughs> last year. He had eleven. Uh, he had six or fewer targets in eleven of seventeen games. So he had five targets. He turned into seventy eight yards. But he does have this abdomen injury that he's playing through. But for you guys. Just to ask the question, Waddle's still Waddle. He still must start. Yes, I, I would. I would view Waddle and Higgins very similarly. Like, don't worry about what happened in Week One. Yeah, a little lower than where I had him ranked for draft, but still top twenty. And it's funny to have Higgins and Waddle in the "Don't worry about what happened." Waddle still had four catches for seventy-eight yards, but five targets. It's really not that uncommon for him. It's it's pretty. Well, strange. when you see the quarterback throw for what four hundred yards, it's, you know, I know, and he threw forty-five times for four hundred and sixty-six yards. And Jalen, I mean, I, I, I remember I said this. Uh, I, I believe it was when Dave came back from the Dolphins, and he said something about Chosen Anderson and maybe Braxton Berrios. And I said I wouldn't worry about other guys mattering in this offense. They mattered last week. You know, Durham Smythe was was a factor. Uh, Craycraft was a factor. Barrios was a factor. 
you know, so clearly it didn't impact Tyreek, but it might impact Waddle a little bit. Do you feel any reason to stash Mac Jones? I know you're not exactly buying in, but he scored 30 points against the Eagles. I, I, I think in a one quarterback, 12 team league where you have six bench bots. No. Uh, if you're talking about two quarterback leagues for this week, then yes, I would consider him a borderline starter. Oh yeah. Two QBs. Yeah. So, uh, Kendrick Bourne, we're just going to wait and see. He's 40% rostered and he had 11 targets and two touchdowns last week. Uh, all right. And Oh, Hunter Henry. I think, you know, it's worth mentioning because dolphins were dreadful against tight ends last, last year. They gave up a touchdown to Donald Parham in week one, and Henry had five for 56 and a touchdown against the Eagles, 39% roster. Did he crack your top six, 15, 16, Hunter Henry? No? No. Close to it. But again, you know, how many times does Bill Belichick want Mac Jones to throw the ball 54 times? I don't know. I mean, yeah, they couldn't run the ball at all against the Eagles. We'll have to see if their offensive line is uh, is healthy. They uh, they have some good news, I think some bad news on that line that was missing two starters last week. Cleveland is at Pittsburgh. Stat of the game. Cameron Hayward's going to be out about eight weeks. In 2022, they allowed four yards per carry to running backs with Hayward on the field, 4.6 yards per carry to running backs with Hayward off the field. I will say to start Nick Chubb. I, will I think you should start Nick Chubb. Yeah. Uh, um, Deshaun Watson. Where do you have him ranked, Heath? Right around QB 15. Um, I think I still have him ahead of Gino. Just worried about that offensive line situation. I've actually got him 14. So I'm going to move him behind Russell Wilson. Now he's 15 where he belongs. And Jamie, you have Deshaun Watson 13. You guys have Daniel Jones ahead of him, and I... (laughs) I don't know if it's just the you know traumatized Giants fan, but especially if Andrew Thomas doesn't play, and I'm thinking he probably won't, there's no way. It, with Waller injured, Thomas injured, there's no way. I'm definitely starting Watson over Jones, but you guys are not. So you know what? You already said what he ran for. There were four quarter, five, five quarterbacks that ran for over 40 yards last week. Can you name all five of them? Richardson, Watson, Jones. Richardson did it? No, you got it. Oh. Yeah, you got it. Richardson, Watson, Jones. <laughs> no, I can't. I don't think Hertz did. Fields did. Fields did. Right? Need one more. It wasn't Jackson. I think it was 38. Who, who was it? <laughs> who was it? Oh, Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't count. I can't remember Thursday. <laughs> he was actually tied with Watson. At 45 yards. Um, that's the thing that keeps me in play with Watson is is that ability. You know, if he's going to do that, that is going to save a lot of his fantasy day. The Reading just some articles about the Steelers, the uh, first results of this new secondary were pretty disappointing. Uh, that's a big concern right now, it seems. But Amari Cooper's on the road, Heath, so can we trust Amari Cooper who had a terrible game last week? You definitely cannot, but maybe this year he's going to be good on the road and bad at home. No, um, he's you're. Pro- I'm still starting him in a three wide receiver league. <laughs> Would you start? Um, but Dotson I'd, li- over I'd like to get away in a two. Dotson or Cooper? Dotson. Jamie Dotson or Cooper? I have Cooper probably ranked a little too high right now. I think he's like 21, and Dotson's a little bit behind him. So I might make that adjustment. Any interest in Elijah Moore? Uh, flex in a three-receiver league, so he'd be your, your flex. 
Okay. Yeah. Njoku's a starter. He's top 10. And for the Steelers, can we go back to Najee Harris? Can we trust George Pickens? Can you start? I think Fryermuth you're going to start. But uh, first of all, Fryermuth or Njoku, if you had that decision? I would go Fryermuth this week. Just make sure he's healthy. Yeah, Muth. And, okay, can you trust any other Steeler? I would prefer not to. I mean, you know, they have offensive line concerns as well. They're, uh, I believe it's their right tackle left with a concussion. Their right guard is dealing with a foot injury. And that Browns pass rush was amazing last week. You know, I know they only sacked Joe Burrow, I think, twice. But between Miles Garrett and Darius Smith, that's going to be a problem for a lot of teams. And you saw what happened to uh, Pickett last week. I think he was, what, sacked four times? Um, I know Drake Jackson got him three times. Um, so, you know, it's not the same level of defense, but now you're taking Deontay Johnson off the field and you're relying on 55 year old Allen Robinson and, you know, Calvin Austin and, you know, Pickens to do some things that he's never done before. Plus you got, you know, the time of possession may be huge here if they can't get off the field, get them off the field. Right. So let me go back to the chiefs game. Christian Kirk, Kadarius, Tony, George Pickens. How would you rank those three? Kirk, Pickens, Tony. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pickens or Elijah Moore? Pickens. Uh, yeah, and I, I, this is going to have a weekly segment, I think, where I read Jacob Gibbs' tweets about George Pickens. You, you already did. No, we've got, we've got oh, a we new got one. Moore, okay. Yes. Um, the Browns used press coverage 68% of the time in week one, which is a, a, a very, very... Or, I'm sorry. Yes, that's right. Pickens destroys press coverage. Okay. Absolutely destroys press coverage. Okay. His yards per route run goes up 244% against press coverage. Wow. Okay. All right. I'll start. I got three receiver it's league hope. with Pickens. I'd I'll still flex him. Najee over him, but it's something to hope about. Would you start uh, Samaje Pirine over any Steeler? Uh, I would start Pirine over Najee in PPR. And Pickens? Uh, uh, I'd go Pickens over Piran. Okay, Heath? I would go Najee, Pickens, Piran. Right, both DSTs are in play for Heath. They're both top eight. Jamie likes the Browns a lot better. Dave likes the Browns DST a lot better. They're only 69% rostered. Uh, they were probably my number one DST waiver wire priority this week. Me too. Uh, Raiders are at the Bills. I do not have a stat of the game, but sit Garoppolo, start Jacob, start Adams. I guess we have to assume Jacoby Myers is not playing, right? That was uh, at this point, yes, but you know, still has time to clear the protocol. Yeah, I think Thursday, if you get to a limited practice today, you'll feel better about it. So I was curious, actually, who were the four receivers that were shadowed? If I had to guess, sixty percent uh, against one corner, it was Adams, DJ Moore. I would have said Hopkins. But I would have been wrong. Um, was Garrett Wilson one of them? Because Tredavious White was on him a lot. I'm. It might take me a second to find that tweet, but I know that Adams and Jacoby Myers were both on the list. Oh, really? Okay, that's and and I know that Devonte Adams was not. I thought I saw something. Maybe was Denzel Ward shadowing Jamar Chase? Oh, interesting. Wait, who was not? You said Adams was or was not? Not. Adams was not shadowed. Hopkins was not. Hopkins, Hopkins. Adams and Myers were. <laughs> okay. Don't get those old guys confused. No, because this is because uh, Tredavious White 
in this game, I think he's going to be on Adams a lot because he was on Garrett Wilson a lot. Okay, from Kevin Adams, uh, Magic Sports Guy on Twitter. Cam Taylor Britt on Amari Cooper. Mm. Um, Mathis on Jacoby Myers. Sertain on Devontae Adams. And Alec Pierce, which was probably just a mistake. Just a... <laughs> He just happened to be lined up next to him 60% of the time. And the thing about Jacoby Myers is he was shadowed because Sertan was shadowing Adams. So right. the other corner was taking Myers. But uh, okay. So yeah. Anyway, I- I'm just wondering if Devontae Adams sees a lot of Tredavious White and that if Myers does play, that would open up, you know, good things for him. But, you know, that he is in the concussion protocol. So any, all right. as, as you alluded to, there's going to be a different pass rush on Jimmy Garoppolo this week. Their pass rush was was impressive, and it wasn't last year without Von Miller, so that was good for the Bills. Now, Cook, you guys have a different opinion on here. It looks like Jamie has him about 20th, and Heath has him in the top 15. Um, so James Cook we're talking about here. So Heath, why the uh, more optimism, I guess, on, on James Cook? Uh, because of the usage, I, I loved the 15% target share. I love the fact that he had over half of their rush attempts, even counting Josh Allen's rush attempts. If if it's true that the Raiders are playing this super too deep safety look, then there's going to be more checkdowns to James Cook or more Josh Allen interceptions. And so I I think I think it's a it's a really good setup for him to see a lot of targets and uh, get into the end zone. And yeah, Jamie, you, I mean, you have my favorites. You know, I mean, that matters. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah, my starters a little bit lower. You have guys like James Conner and Rashad White ahead of James Cook and uh, Buffalo wide receivers. We already talked about Gabe Davis. He's top 30. We're expecting a bounce back this week. Start Stefan Diggs and Dalton Kincaid. How do you guys feel about Kincaid, who actually ran fewer routes than Dawson Knox? But oh, sorry, fewer route. Dawson Knox ran 39 and Kincaid ran 38, but Kincaid was not in line nearly as much as Knox was. But anyway, starter sit Dalton Kincaid in game two. They are committed to their 12 personnel, you know, so we're going to see a lot of those guys on the field at the same time. Uh, I think both played over 80% of the snaps, I'm not mistaken. So you're looking at opportunities here. And first home game, I really do think like this is Josh Allen, I hope, you know, big middle fingers to everybody that's saying he stinks. And comes out and lights up what I think is a bad defense at home. You know, after that frustrating loss where he had four turnovers and, and was just miserable. So I think all guys for the Bills are in play to varying degrees. You're starting Stephon Diggs. You're starting James Cook. You're probably starting – get. I'm sorry, you should be starting Gabe Davis in three receiver leagues. I don't know if he's a must-start guy in two receiver leagues. I'm very confident, but I understand the situation. And then Kincaid is more of, okay, who do I have at tight end that I might favor? So if you want to pick up Jake Ferguson, I get it. You want to go with – um Tyler Higby over him, I get it. You know, guys that you might have you know picked up off waivers uh, along the way. I'm trying to think of anybody else in that in that range. I like Sam Laporte a little bit better just because I think the matchup's a, a little bit more favorable for him, and and I liked his usage usage last week. Comet's uh, a great one. I would start Comet over him too, but he's right there on on the cusp of a starter. Like I have him in one league where I dropped, I picked up Isaiah likely like a dummy, and um, I dropped him for uh, for Puka in a ten team league. You know, so. I, and, and I had Kincaid, so I just I'm gonna roll Kincaid because I don't want to pick up two tight ends. Bills or Jets defense? We have a question. Bills. All right, all right, that's it. 
We'll see you tonight, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, youtube.com slash football today. And tomorrow we'll recap Thursday night football and get to the seven uh, remaining AF- NFC home games. For Heath and Jamie and Thomas, I'm Adam. Have a great day, everybody. Talk to you again.